Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today on Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Wisdom's Echo, and my name is Parker Thomaston. As always, I'm so honored and delighted to have this opportunity to share my heart with you. And today, I would like to talk to you about the ever-present wonder. So, as we jump in today, I just want to begin by saying that, that I believe today is a day where you and I receive the gifts of our possessions that have been promised to us by Yahweh by by simply pegging our feet in the manifestation of His Word on earth and our minds in the manifestation of His Word in the heavens. And I believe that our thoughts will continue to meditate upon the vision that He has for us. And I believe that my eyes will focus in on His goodness as you and I trust in Him to see opportunities that are available to expand our baskets. So today can be just another day for you, or you can allow it to be the starting point towards something that is absolutely wonderful. You see what I did there? Um, Dad jokes are inevitable. Um, I believe that that when you and I really allow our minds to be transformed, that our thoughts and our focal points are simultaneously changed. Um, this is the the mind of Christ, if you will, um, because we're honoring the original intention. And and there is a word Mashiach here that takes place of even Christ, that it is that of the Messiah, not only the anointed mind. Um, and it's made up of four Hebrew letters that are Mem, Shin, Yod, and Het. And, and the mind is a powerful thing. The way that I see this is that it is a gate, and we realize that gates can grant permission, but they can also restrict access. And before we begin today, I want to ask that you would just engage with me as we engage the Mashiach mind. So Yahweh, we engage the vibrating waters of depths and mysteries, supplying all things in heaven and in earth for all of us, for all of creation. As as Yeshua has laid hold of and has not let go of becoming the crowned man of peace in the order of Melchizedek, bringing all humanity through his piercings, he has brought us back Um, the power connecting Yahweh to man and man to Yahweh that has set the boundary, lassos time eternal, to finish all chaos for man to live in chaye olam, in unity, joy, and vitality. So what does this produce for us? And I want to share kind of the starting point of my journey. And it's not even the first line of the definition of, of this mind of the Messiah. Um, but as as we engage the vibrating waters of depths and mysteries, um, it's it becomes even more of a big deal because this is a thing of wonder. Now, now it's been several years, but I know one of your favorites, um, Elijah Ward, had shared about about wonder, and I remember hearing him teach about this, and it stirred so much in me, um, just because it was kind of like the the moment where I allowed my imagination to come in and bear witness um, with a heart filled with faith. 
And and one of the biggest takeaways that that I have received from Elijah Ward is that that he usually shares so deeply and stirs so intently um, that I walk away with more questions than answers. So as we begin to engage in the the mind of Christ for us, I feel like it's necessary that we begin with some questions. And so for me, why is why is this important? Now, we know with wisdom, as we engage Ruach Kokma, the spirit of wisdom, um, that, that that is how we allow ourselves to be able to access the revelation and the understanding to where it's not just knowledge, but this is applicable knowledge uh, that you and I are able to carry in our hearts and allow it to transform our lives. So, I want to ask you a quick question um, because I am the father of four children. And so naturally, when I think about wonder, it, it reminds me of times when my sons and my daughter have been just absolutely blown away uh, by something that they never knew could be possible. Um, how, how many questions do you think that children will ask you in a day? So on average, a four-year-old asks about close to 400 questions a day. And that that is an average of one question every three minutes for the time that that child is awake. But between the ages of two and five, um, this child will approximately ask close to 50,000 questions. Uh, I think it was 40,000 plus. Um, But let's take a look at, at, at whenever you and I um, had the courage to ask anyone anything. What happened then? It, it was it was like in my in my desire to gain wisdom, to gain understanding, to gain knowledge. I was never fearful to ever ask for advice. I was never fearful to ask um, for instruction or or for understanding of of how to. Um, not only know more, but to equip myself with the ability to be able to do more. Now, I mentioned my sons, they they tend to ask questions all the time. And the probably the most common question um, that they ask me is why. And I heard a story one time of this gentleman who was um, studying psychology at uh, Louisiana State University, LSU, and their final exam was simply one question. And the question was, why? And this gentleman took his paper and he sat down getting ready to, uh, you know, complete his exam. And he looked around the room and there were students that were just, you know, writing furiously on this paper, answering the question, why? And there's no telling um, what their responses uh, contained. But however, his response was uh, only two words, and, and that was, why not? With a question mark, and and I, I think that that's uh, pretty funny, but it also is very fitting, um, because oftentimes whenever I ask Yahweh a question, he his response is another question that stirs more more focus and more of a draw um, for me to be able to press in and and engage um, with who he is. But but I'm sure. That, that, you know, whenever we ask these questions, we're not always necessarily looking for an answer. We just want to be led towards the answer. Uh, I'm a school teacher, and I get questions all the time. And I found that the most um, detrimental thing that I can do sometimes is to be able to just simply answer the question, because then they have the answer. 
Oftentimes, I like to probe and I like to challenge their ability to think and their ability to comprehend um, the the task or the you know particular question at hand. I want them to think about it. I want them to apply their hearts to understanding and and share with me what they've learned. And and so, whenever we ask questions. I believe it is the wonder of Yahweh to not give us the answer, um, but to draw us closer to Him. Because I'm telling you that whenever we get caught up in His gaze, there are questions that become answered that we could never access the answers to just by the the trust and the confidence that we begin to uh, establish in our hearts towards the goodness of who Yahweh is to us. So I'm sure... That there are many reasons, uh, but I don't think it's coincidental that at this age, this is whenever children begin school. Um, because I, I find this to be true with these questions, and I, I feel like that children have an honest desire to know. So after the age of five, this number of questions that children ask begins to decrease significantly. Significantly, excuse me. Um, but I want to ask you, why do you think that happens? And, and I think that ultimately, it's because they begin to worry about what other people might think. What happens if I look foolish? What happens if I ask a question about something that I should know? And, and why did we allow this fear and insecurity to replace our curiosity? And so I want to look at a passage of Scripture in Matthew chapter 18. It's just a few verses, starting in verse 1. But it says this, At the time the disciples... At that time, excuse me, the disciples came to ask Yeshua, who is considered to be the greatest in heaven's kingdom realm? And Yeshua called a little one to his side and said to them, learn this well, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. And if you tenderly care for this little one, on my behalf, you are tenderly caring for me. So a few things that that I think are significant about this question from the disciples um, is, is that they appeared to be one of justification, as though they knew that Yeshua was going to say, themselves. You know, it was like we are looking for that affirmation. Here we are. We've laid it all down. We're following you, Yeshua. We are are here with you. We're connected. We're establishing your work and your vision. And so surely we're going to be considered the greatest in kingdom's heavenly realm. But as they stood before him, he called one to his side. And, And the commands were to be teachable and also to be filled with wonder. It was to humble yourself and care for those tenderly. And and I'm afraid that many people know so much that they can never learn anything new. Um, I, I, I find it devastating when, when I share a story with someone or what Yahweh is doing in my life and they, they bring it back to an experience that they had 20 years ago um, and, and they limit Yahweh to that one thing or that one revelation. And, and oftentimes, I even find myself in that position to where I'm looking for a relatable point to where I can interject into the story. And I don't want to be that way. I want to simply be teachable and filled with wonder. 
And, and, and what happens is people settle for standing before him rather than being seated beside him. And my desire is that I will learn about the heavenly mysteries with the wide-eyed wonder of a child before fear and insecurity have ever had a place in me. So I, I want to, to just kind of wrap this up here, but, but ask a question to you. Why do you think that Yeshua answered questions with questions? It seems to be his M.O., right? Um, especially for those in the, in the flight school group um, of Ophanum. I'll give those, those amazing men and women a shout out today. Um, but, but it was the M.O. of Yeshua to whenever he was asked a question, he answered it with a question. And I simply believe that it was because his desire was never to inform their minds, but rather to draw their hearts closer to the Father. He wanted to lead them to the answer rather than teach them the answer. And and there's another thing that um, Albert Einstein has a pretty significant quote um, about education. And and this education is, is not just a a wealth of knowledge. Um, this this is something um, on on how to to not just memorize, if you will, um, things that have been spoken. Um, this is this is for us to be able to to think for ourselves. So Albert Einstein said that education is not the learning of facts, but the training of the mind to think. And and I believe that wonder takes it a step further, and it's the training of the heart to think. This is a place where there is nothing that is impossible, nothing that is off limits to Yahweh, but it is a realm to where our light goes in and and just shines and shows out to a degree um, that mysteries are revealed on our behalf. And I believe that this is a place that you and I are not only meant to abide in, um, but this is a place to where we become this place of, of just a revealing, if you will, of the Father's heart here on earth as He desires for it to be. And so, uh, family, I just encourage you with this today. I thank you for your engagement. Um, let your heart and let your mind be filled with wonder today, um, an ever-present wonder uh, that just draws us closer to the heart of our Father. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful day today. I hope this has encouraged you uh, to just walk even more confidently in the fullness of who you were created to be. Looking forward to our next time together.